Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Worlds Collide, and wow, what an amazing weekend it was. The first ever wrestling card virtual con, first time ever wrestling card only show. Tony, what'd you think? I think it was a big success. Uh, I was nervous about it. I think I mentioned that in one of the nights. I can't remember which one, but it was a big success. And uh, I'm thankful for everybody who came and joined us, showed off what they had. Um, I'm hoping some people made some sales out of it, some new connections, hopefully. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was great. I, I, again, I was nervous about it, more, more from a technical standpoint, Sure. but it seemed to go pretty smooth for us. Yeah, outside, uh, of, outside of our bum box break, you know, except for that last oh four packs, but uh, no. night two was crazy <laughs> at least we were able to pull one auto that that was a little bit of a saving grace but you know it's it was fun to break boxes and it kind of gives me it, i'm excited to go ba- break boxes with Starstock now because yeah. i just had fun with the banter talking about the cards and you know making fun <laughs> of them or saying oh man that's like a legitimate good card you know it might go for this amount of money uh talking about meat sauce mania when we're pulling the virgil <laughs> cards like it's just a fun time once again i want to thank all the vendors who participated and thank I want you. to thank everybody who participated in the box break. Again, all of the money from that box break went to the Alabama Children's Hospital. And once again, me and Tony talk about, uh, you know, being involved all the time. And the day of the show, I had people reaching out, hey, uh, is a box break spot available? Is a vendor spot available? That's why you guys need to follow us on social platforms, subscribe to the YouTube channels and this podcast. And just get the word out to everybody. If you're into wrestling cards, share it with everybody you know that likes wrestling or sports cards because we're trying to spread the word out. And the more that we can get the word out to people, the more people are going to know about things like this. So maybe, you know, the next time the wrestling virtual con turns into instead of a six hour thing, maybe it's like a, you know, all day thing one day, or maybe it's like a six hour thing for two days in a row. I don't know what we're going to do. There's going to be another one. What? There might be. We don't know. We're going to. We, we don't know. And uh, if we be, and before we do have another one, if we do have another one, I think we will. Um, <laughs> uh, love to hear people's comments, suggestions. What can we do better? What can we drop? Uh, are we moving fast enough? Things. Ha- I mean, just give us your suggestions to make the show better, and uh, so that people can come on and uh, have a good time. And, like I said, thanks. Just, I, I can't believe me and Tony talking about this. It's an idea that just kind of spurred into our heads one day and we just start talking about it. And then, you know, it's over. Like we did it. It's- I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you came to me and, and had idea, boom. And like a bullet point idea, like you typically do. And then I'll I don't remember go, to be honest. And, and then but- I'll say something like, hey, that's a good idea. And all of a sudden, boosh, a long message from you. Like all these, like, <laughs> wow, apparently he's been thinking about that. <laughs> uh, and it, we just kind of talked about it going back and forth. I'm like, yeah, I, I did a virtual con thing once before. It didn't really work out too well. I'm not sure, but it sounds interesting. Let's kind of fleshed it out. And here we are after we're done. I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm ready to, you know, call it, you know, take a shower, go into the next town and wrestle again. <laughs> And speaking of going to the next town, uh, we brought you this specific podcast today. 
just with the interview featuring the I'll call them the NWO because they basically just invaded this podcast <laughs> and Tony turned against me. I was Eric Bischoff sitting in there and I had Hogan, I had Nash and I had Hall. Just, you know, they were just staring me down. I was getting ready to get power bombed through a table. And I talked them out of it. Dude, I'm so glad that the Card Foundation guys came over and uh, and and sat with us and we chatted for a bit, get their perspective, uh, learn some new things about them that didn't know about them just listening to their show, which, again, I have to always say, it's a very polished show. I'm using that word polished because it just sounds so professional to me with the sound bites. And the guys, they know their stuff. You know, they know their stuff. They specialize in their modern era stuff. They know it. Um, and they come well prepared. And I just... I was so happy that they said, yeah. But when you told me like, Hey, I got the car yeah. foundation guys to come on. I go, really? And you're like, yeah. I'm like they're going to come on. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why am I thinking it's like this competition thing that we have, if we can't have people. No, these, that's the beautiful thing about the wrestling card community, man. It's like, we all want to help each other. We all want this to grow. And it just, that's it exactly fun. what I was going to say. Like, and they even say it that you'll, you'll hear them say this, that uh, they thought we were going to call them out on something if they were wrong. And I'm like, no guy, like it's like, we need yeah. more content. We need more wrestling card content creators. Yep. So uh, thanks to the Card Foundation guys. You guys are going to love this episode today. A lot of things to learn, a lot of great opinions between the four of us. And uh, if you guys, I keep saying this, I don't know why. It's like I have this like, I don't know if I'm seeing into the future or what, but <laughs> I think there's some people out there that want to start doing wrestling card content. I and think so. just hit the record button. Just do it. You'll figure it out. Just start yeah. doing it. If you do have a passion for wrestling cards. Tony, you got any parting words before we get into our discussion with the Card Foundation guys? Oh man, I think it's just been um, it's been crazy. It's just it's been a couple months in the making for us, which doesn't sound like a long time in the grand scheme of things. But you know, plan something out for you and I. I mean, we'll we'll flesh out our like you know our, our episodes like that. Like here's our topics, boom boom. We each do our homework, and that's it. But this was some like we're gonna do this, and that's like wow, so this this is gonna be this something like could be pretty big. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with people's uh, um, uh, comments and uh, they like what we did. And um, I'm looking forward to, to talking to these guys, man. It's just gonna be, it's great to have them on and looking forward to it. Yep. Onward and upward for WrestlingTradingCards.com and the Worlds Collide podcast, Wrestling with Cards. Guys, subscribe to all of our platforms, the videos, the podcasts that you're listening to. Subscribe to everything and continue to support. The more support that we see, the more things we can do. So, uh, yeah, like, thanks. Share, like, share this episode and all episodes um, and just get the word out. Yep. And leave a comment, you know, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, just the feedback. Feedback is great. And, you know, comments can build networks. Yeah. Like, you know, us reaching out to the Car Foundation guys. Who knows where that goes now? So all about networking, building community, and most importantly, having fun over an interesting hobby that is wrestling cards. So hope you guys enjoy this talk that we have today with the card foundation guys please subscribe leave a review thanks for listening enjoy our special guests here should i let them in are they all here i have two why not who's the third man <laughs> who is the third man of the three? Oh, i'm, I'm letting them in i'm, I'm letting them in we're, we're in for a lot of trouble we're in for trouble <laughs> oh no Maybe. Are we going to have another Aaron situation where someone's camera doesn't work? <laughs> uh, I got one. There's one. Oh, my God. What is up? What's up? Oh, look who it, oh, look who it is. <laughs> on, guys. What's up? All right. I got, I got to do this one. I, got, I am 
Oh, here we go. Oh, he's turning yeah, on us. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm the damn third man. Oh, oh I love oh. it. What? What? Let's go. What? Love it. Got me waiting in the waiting room. <laughs> uh, guys, how, how you guys doing, welcome. man? What's up? What's up? Too long. Too, I'm glad. I'm glad you invited us. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Dan, for you know even having us on this, and uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm a bit nervous. I'm nervous. How can you have... be nervous, man? We hear you guys. You guys, your guys' show flows so well and so like seamless. It's oh, thank it, you. I, I love listening to it. Uh, I have a few episodes to catch up on, but it's like, don't be nervous, man. Come on, man. You guys are like had to have the, the pros. main event talent for the main event of night right. one. So if we got some jabronis <laughs> in the chat that don't know who you guys are, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, we are Johnny the Tank Foundation. <laughs> no, no, I, I go first. I, I, <laughs> I go first. Sorry, Papa Bear. You ruined it. I'm Papa Bear from the Car Foundation, and as with me as always is Johnny. And <laughs> as with me as always. <laughs> yes, we were always. How together. do you know? How do you know he's not? I'm not his sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if everyone that listens knows that we're we are Papa Bear sidekick for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, this is uh, awesome. Unfortunately, Danny couldn't. Danny couldn't make it with us today. He's uh, what do you? He whisked his fiance away on like a, some scary Halloween haunted tour. That yeah, they're day. in. Uh, they're up in Salem for the weekend. Interesting. Wow. It's mobile phone, wow. dude. Dial that shit in. Well, what a coincidence <laughs> that the third man ended up being Tony. It's ended up being me, anyways. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> we are honored for Tony to be the third man. Tonight. Oh, this is awesome, man. I, awesome. I love this shirt so much. It's such a. It's a good quality shirt, and uh, I just had to show support, man. It's that's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, the major wrestling figure podcast wanted me to fly me out to Vegas to do a uh, live 10. I said, eh, eh. <laughs> I got, I got uh, Tony and Dan. I got to do the wrestling, uh, wrestling card podcast. And they're like, all right, we understand. <laughs> so we just got a bunch of random questions for you guys. We'll hang out for the next uh, 30 minutes, hour, whatever you got. So whatever you got. Um, I don't know who was first, Tony, me, somebody else. But shortly after you guys were up, like, where did you start with just the content creation? Like, what spurred you to start doing that? And then how's it been for you guys just going forward, creating content for people? Um, I guess I'll kind of start the uh, origin story here. Um, so Danny and I, I guess about a year or so ago, maybe like two, almost two years ago, started a, a podcast about baseball cards. So it was called Caught Looking. And we did that for, I guess, about a year or so. And, um, you know, being big wrestling fans, we obviously collected everything at the time. And we had met uh, Paul through going to some of the meetups with the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. So we'd go hang out um, with them. And that's how we met Paul. Paul also started listening to our show. So we all we started, you know, the three of us started talking. And we said, you know, we'd like to do this style of a show, basically just kind of nerding out about wrestling cards. Since the three of us, that's what we were collecting at the time. We were always in a group chat talking about stuff. So we finally decided just to jump in and do it. And, you know, we started just recording episodes and putting out the podcast. And then that led to, you know, social media, because you have to have social media now, right. you know, to promote your stuff and everything. So we launched, you know, our Twitter and our Instagram. And now we just launched a, a YouTube page. So we're going to be kind of doing what we do over on Instagram, where we do like the box breaks and stuff like that. We're going to be doing some of that over on YouTube. And yeah, that's basically where we're at today. Awesome. Yeah, I know, who, I know just... who the sidekick is now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know who yeah, it is well now. Explained. I just, uh, 
I was when I was listening to their podcast, they had the baseball card podcast. I was listening to it. I just started getting back into collecting cards probably like six months before the pandemic, before the boom. Because my friend at I don't know if Bomb Breaks, my friend started that company. I went, he's in my town. I went there. I was like, man, I haven't collected cards in a while. So I went there, he got me, got me itchy again. Next thing I know, I'm buying like a lot of boxes of baseball cards. And collecting baseballs became real expensive. Right. And then listen to the major wrestling figure podcast. I was like kind of like wrestling cards. And then you look at the prices compared to one and compared to the other. And I just dove head first right into wrestling cards and haven't looked back. I'm so happy I did. It just such a, a and such an underappreciated and undervalued. So underappreciated. Uh, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy underappreciated. But, but you see, I mean, Rock's helping us out though. Didn't you guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, didn't Johnny? Didn't you go to? You went to New York Comic Con, right? So my Danny actually was there. Danny, Danny went there. Yep, Danny went. Um, he was able to go and kind of check out the AEW booth, and you know, he was kind of walking around and just getting an idea of you know the feel of the wrestling card boom that kind of took over Comic Con because I think once AEW put out that promo sheet. That was it. You guys are talking about people running and getting stacks of those on the last show. Here, here's a guy. Well, right I, here. I, I, <laughs> hey, I, I, as soon as I saw that man, I, I put in a call. My friend out in Jersey who was going, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I totally, uh, I'll pick up whatever I can from you." He goes, "I got you a small stack. I don't want to be too greedy." <laughs> oh man. Well, Danny's been doing the same thing. Uh, you know, so Danny got there on it was I think the second day, and by the second day, I think people started posting that they were only giving out one because I guess the Thursday, the first day, everyone was going and taking 15, which I would have done the same thing. Of course. Yeah. You know, so yeah, if they're not putting on limits on it. Why not? Exactly. So Danny ended up texting us and saying, Hey, they're only letting, you know, they're only giving out one. So we said, you got to work your magic and, you know, make it work. So make it work us back like an hour later and said, I got the stack. You guys are good to go. We all each got our sheets. So yeah, I'll I mean, buy them on eBay. Tops is yeah. uh Tops is, is famous for doing that at shows, man. They would just give out some. I mean, like these these promo cards from. Yep. I mean, at Comic Con San Diego, I have I have a brick of them. It's That's just awesome. uh. But by, by the end of the day on Sunday, people who didn't want them, they were just handing out you know uh 500 count boxes full of them. Wow. Just take them. <laughs> yeah. You, what are your you thoughts be... on the AEW cut sheets? You think they're gonna be big in the future? Are you yeah. ripping any of them? Are you uh? I don't know if I'm gonna you, rip any you... of them. I, me personally, I'm gonna keep just one for myself. I'm just not the collector I used to be. I'm a PC guy now. I collect Kurt Angle stuff. He's a client. Uh, he's someone yeah. that is a friend. So I'm, I'm going to collect him. That's it. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to collect one for myself. I don't know what I'm going to do with the other ones. I have, I have nine left. Nice. Well, we gave one away to nine earlier. Yep. We gave one away. I was um, – if the Britt Baker was in, like, the middle or the side, I would probably send one to PSA right now yeah. for $150 mark. Yeah, but that, that's a tough spot in that corner. That, it that's, is. And all of them, I'm going to tell you right now, look at it. I'm not a grader of any. I got one of hers, I think would be decent. The rest, mm. they all got a little dink in the corners, you know? Yeah. Yeah, same. I, I have one that I thought was pretty good. I put it in a like a top loader, you know, that size. And I kind of put that away. I'll figure out what I'm going to do with it. I have like four or five more um, that I'm just kind of holding on to for now, but. What do you guys think about like that perforated stuff, like cards like that? I mean, how does a card that's perforated get a ten? Yeah, this I would, is a Papa Bear well, question right there. I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have started it. You know, I would have never gave one a ten. But once, once one's a ten, you might as well start grading the other ones as tens if they're they're as close to it. I don't know how they do it. 
don't so they, they, they don't have a definition of what a 10 should be at from a perforated standpoint? I know like, they, they count the, not count the notches, but every notch has to be perfect. Like there can't be a, right. a missing notch. It's got to be basically ripped out perfectly. I sent in actually a lot of the Stone Cold from the WWE magazine, the the cards in. I sent those in. Got some behind so, me. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> pe- I peeled them nice, nice and neat. So wondering how they come back. How and, do you uh, how do you do that? Like, what's that? Give us some tips, man. I'm, like, I'm, I'm I don't know if big, I want to do I'm that. A, I so when you take it out of the magazine, cut it out of the magazine, cut the whole side out of the magazine, and then honestly, like a 15 folds each way on a flat surface, and just like if you could peel it apart slowly and it peels apart, it's nice and easy, it'll come right apart. Almost like some good and ribs. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's nerve-wracking, too, when you're, when you're doing it. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I don't think I have. That's why I can't gamble. I can't, I, I just, I can't do it. Um, going back nice. to the content thing real quick, Tony, I know you had some questions for them. Uh, I think I said them all to you. <laughs> I don't well, have gener- them. It was, just, it was generally like, what goes into it for you guys as far as, like, uh, time like editing i have so much going on i got a two and a half year old that takes up my time all during the day so i things just escape me quickly uh yeah i mean what kind of time do you guys put in every week for your guys show it's so polished it's so clean with sound bites and things like that i mean how do you guys what kind of time goes to that <laughs> do you have day jobs is what i'm asking <laughs> the funny the funny we, we all have day jobs we all we all work the funniest part of this the person that does all this it's not, here. not here right not now. here <laughs> da- legit does it all he <laughs> sends the notes he does the editing he adds all the sound bites which i was i thought were genius i go those are amazing yeah um i do a lot of the instagram johnny does the twitter but the real man the, the guy we need to give all the credit to is D- danny did all the youtube danny went to comic-con so danny is really a you know yeah. the anchor of this danny i wouldn't even know how to edit stuff <laughs> so we when we started caught looking we had no experience podcasting or editing or anything. We kind of just said, well, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. It's got to be pretty easy. So let's, we went out and bought mics and we had our laptops and, you know, originally we were recording in person. And then once the the pandemic hit, we started, we don't live together. So we started to, you know, do it over zoom every week. And as it got, you know, progress, as it progressed, really Danny just, got better at it you know every week you yeah. could tell it was like oh he figured out how to clean that up or you know he figured out how to add a sound bite in and it was just like a week by week thing um but it's it, to me it's it's sound polished since day one <laughs> i mean it has i we, i appreciate that that's you know um thank you yeah i mean i'm putting together he's gonna love hearing this he's gonna love hearing all this yeah yeah i'm sure he's watching it on his phone now walking uh, yeah, he, can, he can take time to watch on the phone but he can't participate <laughs> exactly you've been replaced he's all the haunted house for his wife yeah he's replaced <laughs> i'll be his yeah. joan, i'll be the you, joan rivers i'll take over when you need it <laughs> do you know how to edit and do sound bites <laughs> uh, oh damn i'll learn <laughs> <laughs> I've had to teach myself but, everything else, man. Re- redoing WTC, I had to re- I'd teach myself WordPress for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah, so, so I thought of time. Go ahead. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you can ask Papa Bear too. It's all week long. I mean, our phones are always going off. And, you know, between the DMs and the posts and the comments, and, you know, Papa Bear is breaking, you know, boxes and ripping, you know, packs almost every night, I feel like at this point. On Instagram Live and stuff well, like that. Especially Chrome. I've been watching him on Chrome, man. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. I'm going to push Stone Cold right here in the middle. You're right here. Yeah. 
Oh, I brought him along. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's literally all week long. I mean, and we have a group chat where it's like, all right, you know, who's the busiest at work today? We got, you know, a couple of DMs. If someone can go in because we really want to, like, make sure everybody gets answered. Everybody is always, you know, being engaged because that's the whole key to this whole thing. Right. You know, the one thing I love about the wrestling card hobby is that there's not a lot of us, but we're constantly, you know, talking all day long and bouncing ideas and, you know, who pulled this card or who's got this card. Everyone's reposting each other's stuff. And it's so great. And the way that works is if everybody engages with each other. Right. Um, which, which brings me to a great question, which is since you guys had the baseball one and you've uh, done the wrestling one, it's, it's a totally different crowd. Is it not like a totally different community? A oh, totally different. It's, oh, it's totally different. Yeah. Way different. Yeah. Like, so what, what are the differences? Before, I'll, I'll, interge- I'll interject <laughs> to add to Tony's comments here. Give us the like pros and cons of both the wrestling and sports cards and how they kind of mesh mesh together since you guys are in both fields. So I think something that's like a pro with wrestling cards, I'd say is how much smaller it is in terms of a community where, you know, we kind of all know who the players are and, you know, who's got what, who's collecting what. And I, and I know Papa Bear does this too all the time where we'll talk about, you know, who our PC is. And then, you know, we'll get messages like, oh, I, I got this, you know, let me trade for this. And you don't see that as on an intimate level in the baseball world just because there's a million different collectors and it's just so much bigger. Um, one of the cons I could say right off the top of my head is the, the market is just different in terms of like how people price stuff out. So- yeah. We, I was always used to just, you know, especially in this day and age, it's eBay comps. You know, that's what I always used, you know, go, maybe go a little bit less if, you're, you know, if you know who you're selling to. So if you're selling to, you know, someone who's going to resell, take a little bit less because, you know, they have to, you know, make theirs too. And, you know, there's all different rules or whatever. But to me, that was always kind of understood in the baseball hobby. You know, and then like going on Twitter, or, you know, Instagram, we'll look at cards and, you know, I'll look at comps of some of the stuff people post and it's just, it's, you know, kind of all over the place. But um, I think that's like the one thing I would love to see is like people just kind of going more towards comps to keep everyone on the same, you know, playing field in a way. I, I, I got a good example. When I was buying baseball cards, I would just get uh, the penny sleeve and top loader. When I buy wrestling cards on eBay, somebody just sent me like 10 extra free cards of the same person. I bought like a Roman Reigns refractor. Somebody sent me two with a base with it. Like yeah. there, there was no need for it. It was off eBay. I don't know who this person is. There was no need for that. I just, I was like, hey, what a gentleman. <laughs> what a gentleman to do that. And it's just kind of a, a nice community where the, the cards are, you know, less expensive. Where you can pull the gold rookie card. Let's just say it's $100. That same aspect of player in baseball is a thousand dollar card so it's a lot less cutthroat where people you know it's not too much it's not too expensive and you can help people out with their pcs and uh like i thought of you the other day somebody pulled a uh a carrying cross out of five and i was like oh zan zan probably yeah. wants that yeah exactly did you buy that and then uh, I, I went bu- to ebay i was like did you buy yeah. it yeah forty dollars that's a yeah. good price that's a good yeah, price that's and i was you that bought it yeah. So then I messaged him. I go, Zan. And I was like, let me see if there's any on eBay. I go, oh, it's one for $40. I go, oh my God, I would have bought that for $40. That's yeah. a steal. I go, Zan probably bought that one. You did. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I do the same thing that you just said when I see all the like numbered Kurt Angle stuff. I think of Tony, like right off. Yeah. Or when I see yeah. the Daniel Bryan stuff, I immediately think of Chris Johnson, who's like the ultimate super collector. Oh, you better take that magazine from me, man. You better take that yeah. magazine from me. <laughs> oh, I got. I got a Dan- I just got it's, it's hard to find something that that guy doesn't have when it comes to Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah, he's got everything. 
another another thing I can kind of think about too is like it's so with so with baseball, you know, these guys are playing all year. They're you know racking up stats. It's very easy to determine you know who the good players are, who the bad right. players are, you know, who the popular players are, and, and who's not. But with wrestling, it stats don't matter, you know. So it's really popularity driven, or you know, who's getting who has the belt, or who's on TV the most. And that was something that, as a sports collector, first that took a little bit to get used to because it's like, oh, you know, take a guy like you know Daniel Bryan, he's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Mm. But, I got this. I just got this back from PSA. Nice, Daniel Bryan. Nice. Oh, there you go. I bought this out of I bought this out of Wrestling Universe for like eight bucks. Night, I think like five bucks, and I was like, ah, it looks in good condition. And said, yeah, it took some good condition. It's a ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it worked out. I'm um, getting my right first on, submission John. from PSA. It's coming back hopefully next week. I've never submitted before, so I just oh, got. Uh, nice. I, I finally, I finally hit stage oh, eight daddy. today. And uh, what I sent in was an eighty-two. Uh, I sent an eighty-two Fleer, not eighty-two Flair, and an eighty-two Hogan Cosmos from Japan. I sent those in, really? and uh, oh. I, so I saw someone get a, a PSA six Hogan Cosmos went for like eight thousand, you know. And I go, mine's got to be. I just found it in storage. Mine's got to be at least at least a six. What'd you send it in? Like just recently? <laughs> I'm not. So... I'm not. I'm not going to say what it is yet. But it was. It's good. <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. Are you? I was like, yo. So you saw it in shipping? It's in shipping. I, I right saw now. it in shipping. Yeah. So I. Saw oh, it you saw. I know yeah. you peeked on that. <laughs> Oh man, I've been peeking at those yeah. all. Uh, and then, and then, and then my my flare, I go. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Everything else is like. Johnny, okay. we keep we keep cutting you off. Go ahead. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, sorry Jay. Yeah. Um, just lost in PSA. <laughs> so yeah, that what was a big, one of the biggest things for me. At least was like, the way I look at wrestlers is not how you can look at, you know, other professional athletes in other sports, because it's just not as cut and dry like that. You know, guys that. You know, they may not be the best quote unquote professional wrestler. They're not going to just because they are, they're not, you know, it doesn't dictate the right. price in a way. Uh, it's really like, you know, popularity and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's storyline driven though. So if someone gets put in a bad storyline, no one's going to follow it. Then they're kind of right. Happens. I mean, so that's why I'm kind of worried about, you know, carrying cross. I mean, cause he's getting put in repackage, then repackage. And it's just, uh, yeah. is that going to, is that going to hurt his long-term value? I mean, uh, it could, but. Um, I, I'm personally at the point where I'm just collecting them because I'm having a blast doing it. Like that's my only <laughs> modern guy I'm doing. Like I have a bunch of vintage stuff, um, which I want to touch on with you guys here in a minute, but, um, I've been saying it forever to like mainstream sports guys, like wrestling cards are real life Pokemon. Like it's character driven. That's a great they, way to put yeah. it. If they get yeah. hurt, it doesn't matter. If they're in a bad story, it doesn't matter. Cause it's all about the character. I mean, uh, me and Tony have talked about this. Look at the stuff with flair after dark side of the ring look at the stuff from hogan several years ago what does it do to their cards doesn't, doesn't hurt them it. up in value <laughs> right yeah. yeah so it's true even like take a guy like the rock hasn't been hasn't wrestled in you know 10 years hasn't been on tv in, in a while right he had one of the more popular years in wrestling cards this year but he he's a he's an exception uh, he's an exception to the rule i mean he's just an exception because i mean he transcended beyond He's just a right. megastar. I mean, he's, a, he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. I mean, yep. I mean, he's just, uh, God, that guy shoot goes for presidency, whether you like it or not. It's just going to way up in value more. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> just run. It's I don't care if you win or not. Him, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to see him ever going even down. Every year he just goes higher and higher. It's yeah. His, his floor hard. level just keeps to keep going up every time. So like, it's, he's never going to go below this part. You know, I mean, might as well. I mean, invest as much as you can. Uh, 
I love you. I literally just bought because I watched the Danbury Mint. Your Danbury. Mint. Yeah, <laughs> I just bought two uh, rock Danbury Mints. Yeah, God, there there are certain that 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 one the the Vince McMahon and I there's like one. Or, I got the Vince. Yeah, there's a few in there that people like actually want because they're I, like, I'm just gonna crack them and grade them, and then I've seen them in the slabs and they look a hundred times better. Wow. I hate that set so much. I, I hate it. I I cut it out of the I cut the Vince out of the plastic. And it's, it, you don't want to know how many boxes I've ready to go to PSA. <laughs> Four by five boxes. Right Tony, now. did you send all your Danbury mint from your storage to Papa Bear? No, no. I, I remember <laughs> I sold it as a set. I only collected the first 50. I sold it as a set. I was very specific when I ordered my collection because you could order the binder with your name engraved on it or the not binder. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I said, I don't want it. Cause I'm thinking future. Like I'm gone. Unless your name is Tony. I can't sell to you. Uh, so it's like, it, no, they put my name on it. <laughs> Uh, Even though I asked not to, <laughs> it's so tops to do that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're saying that more and more. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most. File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah. Uh, Another question I had, um, you guys seem like with your crossover between baseball and then just regular wrestling, like at card shows, uh, anything out and about, what are you seeing like people who are outside of the wrestling card bubble? How are they reacting to wrestling cards now that they're getting more fun and popular and people are actually starting to recognize them as a thing? I mean, I think, I think people are, are starting with the big names, you know, so it's, it's Hogan, it's flair, you know, it's the rock, it's stone cold guys like that, you know, guys that maybe they recognize, maybe they watched wrestling when they were a kid, they haven't watched it in 20 years, but those are the names that they know is like the Titans of, you know, of wrestling. And they're really going kind of going back and, and starting there um, I'm, at shows at least locally, I haven't seen a ton, but they have been getting bigger and more of a presence. Uh, I was just at a, a Hofstra University show on Long Island last week. Uh, me and Danny went, and I hadn't seen that much wrestling at a card show ever, probably ever. That's great. There were showcases and showcases of all, and it was all slab stuff, all vintage slabbed, mm-hmm. ton of Hogan, um, and I'm, we were so happy about it because it people need to start recognizing that this is it's not only a a fun hobby but i mean look how lucrative it could be too if you're in that you know investment kind of mentality i always say from people from other sports look at wrestling cards and go well listen yeah you guys are making some money in your cards but it doesn't have enough zeros behind it like my basketball does like my baseball does yeah and and it's like kind of waiting for someone i I know gary v tried that while you know trying to push people into the wrestling stuff but it kind of went and it faded away real quick like we need someone else out there to kind of say a name who's like, Hey, I'm investing in stuff. This is so undervalued. I'm buying all this shit up. Yeah, I think this you're, is you're, true. Yeah. I agree. You're not making thousands of dollars. You're not going to make a thousand dollars off a card. You typically, let's just say typically not. Yeah. You have, even if you pull, there's very few cards that say you make a thousand dollars off of, you'll make a hundred dollars off of, but again, you're not buying it at that, you know, that price point you could buy. Like I was big, I'm big on Rhea Ripley. I bought a lot of her Ripley right. cards. You get a PSA 10, you sell for $100, $150. You're not going to sell where the Zion Williams PSA 10 rookie cards were going for $1,000. 
like at one point would be yeah. crazy. So it just, just it's just a fun, it's a fun, wrestling cards are just fun because they're That's, not yeah. too expensive. It is fun. They're just not. Like, no, you're yeah, you're Tony. You're right. We need in a like one of those big YouTube breakers or the blog uh, vloggers, you know, to kind of recognize like, oh, this is you know the same way that I feel like F1 kind of took off this year. Yep. You know, Tops had put out the first F1 set, and people went nuts. And I never, I didn't really jump jump in because you know I don't know anything about F1 racing, but people saw the value in it, and it went through the roof. And then you saw a lot of these big breakers and these big, you know, vloggers on YouTube that were like, oh, we're, you know, we're going to go after that stuff. You know, in a way, wrestling needs that where it's like, oh, you know what? There's, there's a lot of vintage stuff that in a good grade could bring in that kind of money a bit down the road. Well, what about even opening something new could spark interest in saying, wait, there's wrestling cards? Oh, God, yeah, they go way back in years. So, yeah, so something new catches on. This is why I'm hoping that AEW stuff, it goes really well, because yep. in the years yeah. I've been doing, I've been collecting for 35, almost 40 years, probably, myself. I'm 52. <laughs> uh, so it's like, um, I've never seen a buzz for a product like this for wrestling, ever, ever. Even at the peak of the 90s or in the Attitude Era, when Comic Images put out Superstars, uh, WCW stuff was coming out from Tops. There wasn't any real big interest. Like, oh, it's cool. There's some autographs. That's kind of cool. Some Chromium card. That's kind of cool. But this AEW, man, is like just the buzz around it is amazing. Not to mention AEW and Upper Deck are both going out of their way to promote it, which we've never Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. Yep. You never, never 100%. once did I ever see, uh, you know, a FLIR product advertised on WWE programming. Never once have I seen uh, even Tops product advertised on WWE programming. But AEW is doing it yeah. on their shows. Right. Yep. And, and I, we kind of need it. What I was going to mention, um, before we get those, you know, YouTubers to kind of recognize it, we kind of need tops to recognize it first. You know, we, we talk about that on our show all the time where it's like, you know, you see all these other big entities, you know, baseball is obviously their bread and butter. And I, I hundred percent understand that, but in order for, you know, the hobby to grow, the main manufacturer in modern day cards needs to kind of grow you know make it grow um and you're 100 right that's why we got behind upper deck 100 with the aw cards because they were promoting it they were tweeting about it posting it you turn on dynamite on wednesday night you're seeing lower thirds about the promo cards that were being released and you know with cm punk and adam cole and that's the way to do it you know they're yep. creating buzz for themselves and we i mean as wrestling fans wrestling card collector we saw that and we're like wow this is we're just it seems like excited. everything they're doing with all their licenses they have when it comes to figures. I mean, they're, they're just promoting everything well. Yep. Yeah, and they're making, sure. the they're creating a demand the for signing. it, too. What was that? Like the picture of all the guys signing was such a cool picture. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, that, that is, you, you never see that. with you, When you see it with Tops, it's like when the wrestler, I guess, is excited to sign their cards, they'll, they'll leak it themselves on Instagram. Yep. But... Like for them to put the picture of all of them in the room signing all the stickers and all the cars, it's it's definitely awesome. It's we need this upper deck AW. We need this to go smooth and be popular because you're right. The buzz behind it is there's a lot of expectations and it should go good. But I haven't heard it. I haven't it, heard it yet, guys. But have you guys ever uh, listened to Brett's new episode that came out today where he talked to the? No, I saw he interviewed the upper deck. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the upper deck guys. I heard a clip on his Instagram. Yeah, I want a lot to go of good. A lot that. of good. De- there's a lot of good details. Uh, they they really, both AEW and Upper Deck, from listening to that episode, they really seem to care what they're doing, like going into details about things as far as like 
what types of cards are released and, you know, not putting too many autos because you don't want to have those autos end up in the $5 bin, like we're seeing with a lot of the tops products. So yeah, definitely go check that out. It's a lot of good details. Um, speaking of talking about kind of modern stuff, um, I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, but I think you guys get this rap for talking too much about modern cards, which I think is awesome because I don't think enough people talk about modern cards. Um, do you guys, are you just in your, your PC investing, whatever you want to call it, are you guys skewing more towards modern than vintage? And is that because you're just more interested in it or just kind of talk about uh, modern versus vintage and where you guys are on that? I'm way more modern. Um, yeah, I'm way more modern. Just to the fact I just got back into it like a, a year and a half, maybe two years ago. So I just started ripping from then. I went back and I grabbed the 91 classic set, but I bought the complete, the complete mm-hmm. box. Yeah. It, and I bought the complete box of the 90 class. It wasn't really exciting. It was, that's, I that's knew the Zan's cards are in set. it. It's his favorite set. <laughs> so, yeah. That and, and, and uh, his new PC is the Miz. The, the Miz. Yeah. The Miz. <laughs> so I, I bought that to get graded. And I, I went right into the grading. The mod, I like the new modern stuff because I feel like you could get a Roman Reigns gold for like $20 or $30 on eBay. And just there's so much more potential for in the future where the older sets – there's not really gold, not really refractors. There's not really autographs unless you let's go back to that. The, what's the comic images with the rock autograph? Yeah. They're not 98 superstars. You're not, yeah. you're not really seeing those anywhere. You can't really get them anymore. So the most vintage I go back is into the Roman Reigns, uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins rookie set, which I bought yeah, a lot of those up. Super modern he is, man. He's like last week. Yeah. That's yeah. Super, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how like I really. I don't, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know enough about it. And I just be kind of faking the conversation where I rather this stuff I know because I'm ripping it constantly. So that's, well, let me so, ask, like, did you, uh, d- do you go back and watch a lot of old wrestling or are you mainly just modern? Because if you don't go back and watch a lot of stuff, then it totally makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, the thoughts I go back is added to error. I'm not going back any further than that. And I yeah, really, so if, you, if you don't yeah. care about that stuff, then why waste yeah, your time? I, yeah, I, I legit, I, I like the 91 classic because that's, I remember opening that as a kid, the blue mm-hmm. border. I remember opening that as a kid, but I'm definitely don't remember any more vintage. I don't talk about the, the famous Hogan card. I never even saw it until I started collecting these cards. So that's why I kind of stay, you know, more modern and just more my wheelhouse. And I don't want to, I don't want to lie or fake it to anybody. Yeah. So. John, it makes it, it makes it interesting for you guys to talk about uh, your rookie card segments like that. We have to go that far back. You're like, well, I, I don't know. I oh shit! Oh, I'm like, oh shit! I, <laughs> Danny filled me in. I'm like, all right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was a couple of things. It, I'm on the younger side. I, I would say, I guess, in terms of wrestling. I mean, I was born in 1990, so you know, I wasn't watching you know Hogan and Warrior Macho in their prime live. You know, I wasn't even born yet. You know, so I my fandom really started with the attitude era and that's kind of where i find myself going back to i mean i'll go back as far as like 94 95 you know like the new generation um but that just wasn't like those weren't my guys you know hogan wasn't my guy flair wasn't my guy it was austin it was the rock it was you know wcw and versus wwf on monday nights and you know a lot of those guys so with with my collecting that's kind of where i went back to and then with the modern collecting now, it was kind of like the closest thing to what we were collecting with baseball. Right. So it was like, you know, tops Chrome baseball, tops Chrome wrestling. And then they would put out, you know, like tops heritage and stuff like that. It was all comparable. So we knew, 
you know, we knew to look for the parallels. We knew to look for the refractors and like the image variations and all that stuff. So that was kind of like our wheelhouse with the modern cards. Um, the more that I, you know, follow you guys and I see a lot, all your posts and listen to the show and the more I get itchy for the vintage stuff, you know, cause there are guys in that era that I do like, I lo- love Bret Hart. I mean, obviously it's you know kind of hard to yeah. you know, <laughs> deny that. Um, yeah, it's part of our groups, and it's part of our group. You're not part of it. You're not yeah. part of it. I know. <laughs> You know, so <laughs> like there are a couple of like iconic cards just being in this hobby that I would love to, you know, go back. And I think I would eventually pick those up, you know, slabbed, you know, make sure I knew the condition and, you know, just kind of those like the, the pinnacles of the hobby, because in every sport there is there are those cards. Right. You know, in baseball, there's, you know, even it's not even going back that far, but even like the trout uh, uh, rookie update card from 2011. You know, that's good. That's a going to become a, an iconic card that, you know, I'm, I'd like to do that eventually go back and kind of start in the eighties and, you know, work my way up. And, um, but you know, with all the modern stuff coming out now and, you know, going back and kind of you know, making up for lost time in a way, um, cause there was a lot of stuff that came out in the two thousands that, you know, we have gone back the, the heritage and, and Chrome and stuff like that. There you go. Um, I, got, well, I got you covered. There you go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like that's that I did just, I bought that set like um, a few months ago just to pick out the, the rock and John the rock, Cena cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a whole bunch of singles in here too. If you need something to let me know <laughs> right over here. But I, I did like what yeah. Papa Bear said though, about not faking it because you know, it, it's not in our wheelhouse and we don't want to come across like it is. And if we could be, you know, if we could be the voice of, you know, the modern collecting or, you know, the modern for the modern collector. And then we, you know, we rely on you guys to, you know, talk about a lot of the vintage stuff and yeah. educate us. You know, because yeah, you guys be are so honest, knowledgeable I, I, and, you know. You don't want to get that. called out by you guys, to be honest with you. That's why we don't go. I don't go. I was like, if we go back there, they're going to, they're going to, I'm going to just butcher something and say, yeah, that was his rookie card. Or, uh, don't and get I'm me. Not don't, don't, don't get, get started, started on that. Yeah. yeah we, I think, yeah, one, I think uh, one time on one of you guys' episodes, I did send you a message and you called it out so I, for a correction. Like you do your corrections like that for, and it was like, I think it might've been. I think you guys were talking about that one of one uh, China um, cut signature card. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. someone made mention that I said, no, 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 that's a 2000 WS, a comic oh. images, no mercy card. Comic <laughs> images card. Yes. We thought it was, I think we thought it was Flair. Yeah. And so they positioned it in there, right, right there. So they cut yeah. out the person who she's giving a chair shot to. So that person doesn't get paid. <laughs> that's why. <Yeah>. That's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but even going back to that previous question, Zan, about the differences with, you know, the, the hobbies, I think that's one thing that is different with wrestling is that, you know, people are active on social media yeah. and, you know, you post something or you talk about something on a show that may be wrong. You're going to get called out on it and, or corrected or whatever. And it's good because that, you know, it, it starts a conversation and it educates everybody at the end of the day. Um, whereas there are a ton of collectors in whether it's basketball, football, baseball, they're posting, you know, whatever they want, basically. And it's just, it's too big for that to be corrected. You know, so there's a lot of misinformation. Yeah, it's it's the whole point of having WTC is to actually, you know, harness all that information and put it in one location that someone can reference. You know, and that's why I kind of brought it back after being dormant since 2014 was uh, just because I found out my friend got a job at PSA. And he's like, yeah, I did my interview and they asked me about, you know, do you have any research experience? Like, well, I used to help my friend back in the late 90s, early 2000s for wrestlingtradingcards.com. Like, wait, we use that site all the time to 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 authenticate cards from. And I go, 
I really? Go back. I got it. Yeah. Well, PSA and Beckett both have admitted now they use WTC as a as a resource to uh, authenticate cards. There's been a lot of rejections. Why a lot of these um, independents over the last several years were getting rejected. People were getting them autographed, then submitted because they can get them authenticated that way without getting a grade. Now I said that's yeah. the first thing I had to do. That's the first thing I did this year is I got all the independents put up on the site. You get a David Peck who sends me a message and says, hey, yeah, that's awesome. uh, um, uh, Nick Gage is number 150 in that BBM set from 2000. You got to get it put up there. So that way I have a better shot at putting it, you know, sending it to uh, the PSA to get graded. Wow. Uh, you get uh, Rob, Rob England says, hey, PSA keeps rejecting my, my all-stars with no backs, the blank back versions, you know, my 82 all-stars. And I said, can you kind oh, of put something? Yeah. He said, can you put them on there? It's like that. I said, and a Rob England comes to you and says, and can't get his, you know, all-stars through. You know, do what you can and make the That's, hobby. And I said, even if, regardless, it's information. It has to be harnessed. It has to be put somewhere, and people need to have the information. I mean, just have to have it. With it on your website, the legitimacy of it makes it so you have you now have a a a, a bullet to shoot at them, right? right? I mean, no, it's real. Now you have the here is here's your. That's it's funny. Like, that blank back you talk about. Yeah. Uh, my friend Knick sent the bre- uh sent in one of those cards with the blank back, and they sent it back that no uh, rejected. Yeah. He got rejected. Yeah. So, so Rob England asked me to put it on there. He says, I've been trying for years to get them to take, because he's got a Hogan. He's got, he's got several of them. And he gave me a list of the names. And I go, well, you know, Rob England's a very, uh, you know, reputable source. I mean, he's not going to BS. And, and uh, yeah. so I said, I'll be happy to add it. It's like that. I can definitely authenticate. He sent me a video showing the card, the cards with the backs blank. And uh, I said, okay. So I added on there. I said, good luck to you, man. Let me know how it goes with you with PSA and hope they'll take it. So I, yeah, I have a question cool. for you now with knowing all this, where do you draw the line when it that's, comes that, to that's my issue my issue is all yeah. because <laughs> trust me that's my issue now because uh as you probably may have heard of stuff uh, that we've talked about in the past i have a real issue with bootlegs yeah. and technology yeah. today allows things to be made so i mean i made my first card this year i made, i made you guys made a card this year yep i mean uh kevin nash has been a friend of mine for 15 16 years so he was happy to help you know sign all these cards for me to, to, to help raise money for the website um it's easy and it's just too easy. And there's guys out there who are producing these cards, uh, like classic ones. I'm not going to call anybody's names, but those, uh, was it Starcade? Starcast. The Starcast cards, there's a legit version that got put out. And there's these bootleg versions that got put out as well. And guys are trying to get those bootlegs. And it's like, but they exist. So I have to, I have to archive it somehow. And at least I make the notation in the information section. I, I don't want to use my famous word of bootlegs. So I just say it's an unofficial release. Right. And then it gets into the fine line between that and indie sets because it's kind of the same thing. But, but, but indies I it's find like, more because the indies are put out by the promotion themselves. It's not like some guys goes, I'm making my own damn card set because I love these deathmatch guys. Right. They're actual GCW and, you know, the PWG. These guys put out their own card sets. They're endorsed by the organization. It's just, it's just what you said. It's a fine line. No matter it is a very fine line. Uh, yeah, that, I do not envy that uh, that position. That there's a lot of people. <laughs> well, I don't have to make I don't have to make that call. All I have to do is just you know what? If the information exists <laughs> and you have proof of this, yeah, exists, you kind of just. Yeah. I put on the website. I say it's an unofficial list. You let PSA and Beckett make that call. It's not my job. Right. I'm actually oh, a little awesome. mad at PSA. They uh they denied all my all in cards the the first set. Really? With the. They've they've already been graded. I've seen graded cards. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I sent same. it in. I sent it in later. All I'm telling. I sent in half the half the set. All rejected. I'm getting them all back. When when it gets rejected, Which, as a novice like myself, a newbie, what do you get a, a notification that says rejected? No, it says like non-specific, non-origin, or something like that for all the cards. And I go, 
I got um, I, I, I got I, twenty cards coming in my next lot, my first lot, and five of them say minimum grade. There's no number associated to it. So, so I don't, did you I don't ask for a minimum grade on it? I did, and then I didn't. Actually, I didn't, didn't know that. that I, I didn't know that, and then uh, I even I emailed them, and they sent me an email confirmation that says that has been removed from this order. Okay, I said mm, I sent them another email a month later and said, "Are you sure? I can assure you, sir, it's been removed from the order." My friend who works there sends me a text message. He goes, "Of all the bars in all the world, dude, I got your order." And uh, he's like, it's wow. going through your list. And so he goes, I go, can you tell me if it's got a notation on it that all the minimums removed? He goes, it, it's, it's noted on here. They still went ahead and, and took accepted as the minimums. So I've got five of my I 20. You, um, I think you might be all right because I sent in an order and uh, it was, it, they did, uh, I was getting tickets graded and they wrote Chris Benoit's uh, Madison Square Garden match. I go, I didn't want it to say that. So I wrote, I was like, please take that out. And they, the whole time it said, it said it was going through as I go, damn, it's going to, it's going to say that when it came back and it came back, they took it out. But the whole way through it, they said they didn't hmm. update it. So I did get it uh, back as edge wins his intercontinental championship instead of uh, that. So you might have a shot. I, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'm going to wait till I get them back and take those five cards and put them aside and uh, just say, listen, I have documentation that says that you told me it would be removed and uh, you didn't. And I want to resubmit these yeah. again. But then in my mind, I go, right. hmm, I kind of remember what I had them set for as far as the minimum grades. And if they didn't meet that criteria, maybe I don't want to send them in after all. <laughs> <laughs> you may, might not send in all five. Well, one um, of them was I'll, a stone cold card. I want, I want to get sent in, but whatever. I want to circle back to some stuff we were talking about. You think that, um, you know, we were talking about rookie cards, unofficial cards, all this stuff. It's something we don't see as much in sports cards. Do you think that's one reason why a lot of people are reluctant to jump into wrestling? Because there's just too much oddball stuff out there and nothing, nothing outside of modern. Let's Well, even modern. I mean, you guys see how Tops throws the rookie card designation around. So what's your opinion on that? It's tough. I mean, that was a, that was something when getting back into the wrestling card hobby full, you know, full time. That was something that was hard for even like Danny and I where it was like, all right, we knew with baseball, it's, you know, tops or panini. And with wrestling, it's just not the case, you know, because we go back and look at some of the earlier cards of some of the guys that we liked. And it's, you know, a uh, PWG card or, you know, whatever indie you know, producing the cards at the time. And it was just, it was like hard to even distinguish. Like, all right, is this a real card? Did the guy go and make these, get these printed at some random place, like the way we did with our cards? Like, yeah. How do we distinguish if this is legit? Are people going to care? You know, if there's a card given out in an event, you know, for me, I like oddball stuff like that. So I was super into it from the beginning of even being a, a fan of baseball and going and get like the stadium giveaways. Mm -hmm. I always loved that it was like rare and, and limited for that event. If you went to the event, you got the item. So I was always into stuff like that, but I could totally see if some, you know, the, cards that aren't produced by like the main quote unquote mainstream company can kind of throw somebody off in terms of, does this have collectible value? Turns out that some of that independent stuff and those bootleg ones do have value. Yeah, they do. Sometimes yeah, they even do. more than official releases. 100%. I've, I've heard you guys all the time on your show, always talk about trying to, you guys are always arguing back and forth. Like, well, this is the rookie. Well, this came out me first. This came out, you know? <laughs> and so and a lot of that is like, you know, stuff from Japan or, you know, uh, a magazine card or uh, cut from the back of an action figure. It's like that. And you guys uh, debate over that. It's like, well, it's the first card that ever came out. It's on cardboard. I mean, 
uh, it's hard to determine. It really is. It is very hard. There's no other sport where you have to argue what the rookie card is like in, you know, every other sport. Not to this extent. Not to this extent. Yeah, you could argue, but it's not, you're not, not to this extent. Um, I think my friends, like, so the funny thing is my friends know I collect wrestling cards and everybody, every time say I've collected, oh, I haven't watched wrestling in, you know, 15 years on wrestling. You know, everybody hasn't watched wrestling. I used to watch it with Stone Cold. I used to watch it with Hogan. This and that. So I think a lot of people don't collect those cards because they're not actually watching the product. It doesn't have to do with other cards. But then I walked into Filth Bomb the other day and I go to my friend, I go, he's like, oh, I just opened a box of your wrestling cards. It was only $100 for a, you know, a box of Chrome with two guaranteed autographs. I go, oh, I goes, he goes, yeah. So he's like, the value said I was going to buy a baseball. I was like $300. I go, well, how'd you do? He's like, oh, I got this Alexa Bliss gold auto. I got this, <laughs> it's like, I got this Rhea Ripley out of 25. I got this Mandy Rose at a, at a 25. I go, so, hey, he's like, how'd you do? I go, you did real good, man. You did yeah. real, real good. And he goes, I was like, you're, you're going to sell that. Bl-. He has the bliss right now on eBay. for It's at $108,000. This paid for the whole box. This is another $25,000. He goes, next thing I know, I came back the next day. He ripped three more boxes of it. And uh, <laughs> it didn't do quite as good. Yeah, it didn't do quite as good. But you could, uh, it's not as expensive as the other products out right now. And uh, like like a box of Panini Prism, how much is, you know, that's like $400 to $500 right. for a hobby box. So uh, people just love ripping pot packs. We got, so. when, when we're done recording, we guys, we got to talk off air. I've got some news for you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I want to, I want to talk off air before this, but you guys really didn't want to do that. So I was like, all right, I guess we'll just shoot it on air. <laughs> well, I didn't. Yeah. We were going to have you as a surprise guest. And the I had to be surprised, I man. Somebody was turning against me that was on with me the whole night. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, you know, back to the, uh, you know, the question is just, it, it's so you know, we, we argue about it all the time with the rookie cards. It's going back, even going back to that. And, you know, the one thing we always say in the show is like, well, LeBron James has always been LeBron James. He never had a different name or a gimmick or, you know, I've worked yeah. for a different company. He was always just LeBron James, the basketball player in the NBA, you know? So it's very easy to say, okay, what was the earliest card? 2003. Okay. That's it. You know, but then you take a guy like Kane, you know, where we've argued, you know, it's like, well, What's the quote unquote Kane rookie card? Well, is it when he was with, uh, when he was Isaac Yankum? Is it when, you know, he, it's, it's so, you know, it's debatable, you know, in terms of just how you feel about it. And that was something like took so long to kind of, I guess, like accept it. Right. That's why we say buy yeah. them all. That's why we always say just buy them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah usually so true. you can, they're not, they're not too expensive. You usually yeah. can buy them all. You really that can. Too. Yeah. Um, one, this is a bit, maybe a little bit of a longer question. This is kind of my final question. I don't know if Tony's got anything after this. But I'm just going with the flow, buddy. Going with the flow. What, do you, what is the drawback and the disconnect between wrestling fans and participating in the hobby? Because they will shell out all the money for the shirts, the figures, the program, you know, all, video games, all this stuff. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people I hear will say, well, I can't afford a hobby box. Well, maybe you can't because you just bought like five figures. Or one replica and, belt or... yeah. And from what I've seen, because I used to collect figures, like that stuff doesn't appreciate like cards do, whether graded or ungraded. So me and Tony are constantly, and other people, you know, outside of uh, uh, content creation, I've been trying to talk to people about like, what is the disconnect? If you're a wrestling fan, why are you not collecting cards? Like everybody else in the world who's a fan of whatever sport they are, or F1 or Pokemon or whatever, if they're a fan, they collect the cards. But wrestling, it doesn't seem that way. So where do you guys think the disconnect is here? This is, I don't, 
I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, I I look at I look at it too. I, I I'm part of the major figure pocket. I see people just bought like four figures, and I'm like, oh, I was just at Target. Like, wow, this figure is twenty nine ninety nine. I go, yep. it's an ex- I go, it's a cool figure. Don't get me wrong. It was uh, the Rock uh, Ultimate car. Oh, yeah. That's a cool figure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you buy three of these, you know, the price could go up on it. You know, they're not going to usually go up too much. But I'm in my head. I'm like, well, I'd rather just buy a hobby box of cards and I get a chance out of a one-on-one card. The, right. the the thrill. It just, man, wrestling figure collectors—they love their wrestling figures. I don't know. I'm I was is, always a card guy. Yeah, yeah. This is like Danny's biggest pet peeve. You know, we we talk about this all the time. Where it's like, I don't understand. You know, why is no one buying my card? I, they'll go, but they'll go and buy you know some T-shirt that they sold in an AEW event for a hundred dollars. But this autographed card of the wrestler that they're claiming they love, you know, they're just not into it. We can't figure it out. It because there yeah. certainly is a disconnect with, you know, wrestling cards and wrestling fans. It's not the same as, you know, baseball, even like other sports. It even if you aren't like a hardcore collector, everyone's seemed to always have cards, you know, laying right. around somewhere. You know, they yeah. got, you know, their parents collected and gave it to them or Oh, you know what? I'm feeling nostalgic. I'm going to open a pack, you know, and just see what I get. And with wrestling, it's, it's really like pulling people, you know, and really just like tugging at them to get into it. Um, and it's not like you could debate the collect, you know, the collecting aspect because they're collecting other things, replica belts or to, you know, they go, you go to a, a, a show and people are lining up to get autographs, you know, eight by tens and belts mm-hmm. and what, you know, whatever else. So there is that aspect there of like the, you know, the collecting trade show type, you know, even like something like this, it's there. It's just, we were trying to figure out, you know, why it hasn't, you know, kind of went straight to cardboard yet. I think I'll start asking that question more, the more shows and conventions I do. Like I just did a, uh, Kurt and I were in San Antonio a couple weeks ago for big Texas comic-con. And I think the whole, we only do one day appearances for him. So it's like, I think that day, maybe three people brought a, tra- a card to get signed by him. And every time someone brings a trading card to get signed, I go, Oh, you collect wrestling cards. Oh, I, I have a few. Yeah. I love it. It's like that. I always, you know, name drop WTC half know it half don't know it. Uh, but it's everybody's going for eight by tens. I got a t-shirt they want signed, a pop figure. Uh, it's something, you know, it's just it's something about cards. I don't understand why they don't collect it. I mean, it, it, especially if it's for long-term value or I don't know, it's easier to store. <laughs> Right. Easier to store. And I haven't seen any type outside of like a, uh, like an actual one of one ring used event gear somewhere outside of something like that. I've never seen any type of collectible in wrestling appreciate like cards. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's, it's funny. You bring up the, you, you could, let's just, we'll go back to the Miz. Is, uh, <laughs> both of Miz on dancing. I don't yeah. know. Both of Miz on dancing with the stars. I think it's phenomenal, but you could <laughs> wait to go get his autograph for 50 bucks in line and, uh, and meet him for 50 bucks and you get his autograph on an eight by 10, or you could just buy probably on eBay right now for like $15, his autograph on a yeah. guaranteed card. Yeah. But the flip side of that for me, go. for fans like that, uh, part of that $50 is because you get the experience of actually meeting them. Uh, you're meeting, in their yeah, presence. That is true. So you're paying, you're paying for an and experience. You, that is true. But if I can't I be just, there, Hey, for 15 bucks, yeah. I, can, I can own a car. I just, I own a Miz autograph with the, card. With the cards, you've got the built-in scarcity of one-of-ones and Absolutely. limiteds and parallels yeah. and stuff. So It's a built-in scarcity now. as well. Yep. That's the biggest mm-hmm. draw to me, that the thrill. Like, you don't know what's in that pack. Exactly. You, you're just buying, you know the figure you're buying. I'm buying that figure. Except I do like what uh, 
what AEW did with the chase figures, the one in one in a thousand, one in five hundred out, you know, out that does make I do. That go just goes back to them the knowing what they're doing with marketing yeah. and promotion. Yep. Yeah, I go I go to the aisle today. I was like, oh, let me go see if these wrestling figures are there. The one of five hundred. Oh no, nope, I just went. Nope. went go go business, right back but... to the cards. Go find my cards now. Yeah, oh, they're <laughs> never. They're never. I, w- I was in three targets today looking for wrestling cards. Oh, three cards and just the only box the card that's saw was a w- WNBA Prism box, and I just yeah, left it there. I, I uh, well, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> cards are gone. Yeah, it's it's you know that's and that's why like originally when we were talking about starting the podcast we were like well this is what we collect you know we love right. wrestling and we're collectors so it kind of makes sense like this is you know this is the route we want to go and when we started doing research on like you know who's out there and and who does you know similar shows like this or you know who the people in the, in the community are you know we obviously we found you know guys like you and we were like well where is everybody yeah you know we're we're looking at this you know, we're obviously collectors first, but, you know, you collect things, you know, in hopes that it appreciates in value, you know, going forward. So when we took that mentality going into wrestling, we're like, we're seeing these crazy numbers in the last, you know, couple of years. Where is everyone? You know, it's like, well, there's no one here. There's, you know, a couple of people. All right, well, let's, let's try to build this now because, you know, we need to bring that, you know, kind of bring light to the hobby and, and especially this, in this, you know, wrestling world because there just was a lack of it. You know, is that the motivation you guys have for running your show? Is because you want to go out there and and showcase cards, wrestling cards. I yeah. I think I'd say so. Yeah. I want people to look at my Instagram, but damn, he has that card. What a good idea for him to get that card graded. Like <laughs> that that was a great idea. Like oh that's and to get other people interested. Like oh why why would he get the, oh that was cool. So I I really. You know, I want people to be impressed with my collection <laughs> and not like, like, that, oh, that was a good idea. And so, like, so who, somebody had, a, oh, that this, did you see the out of 10 BGS rock, uh, 9.5 somebody yeah. had, mm-hmm. yeah. I legit would go, wow, that I've been impressed. I tip my cap to that guy. I go, damn, that's cool. Then I'm looking at eBay. Like maybe I could buy one, but no, it was way out, way out <laughs> but, Gonna have to you know, I was always more. like the opposite collector of what you, Zan just described, where I was like, I love wrestling so much, but you know, with figures, I had a couple and it was like, they were in my display case. And then it was, you know, I just kind of look at them when I'm in my room, right. You know, with programs, they go on my bookshelf in a stack, you know, just collecting dust, but with cards, you could trade them. You could sell them. You can, you know, go for a rainbow and collect every parallel of a specific card. You could take a a wrestler, go after every, you know, like what you're doing with carrying cross and it, that's what I loved about it. And with, you know, t-shirt collectors and stuff like that. Maybe t-shirts a little bit different, but with, you know, figures and stuff like that, it just wasn't, you know, you don't get that same feeling. And we were just kind of looking at each other like, well, we need more people to talk about this. You know, it's so much fun and there is a lot of value to it. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate people. I think the guys who come from other sports is good. Like I said, doesn't have enough zeros behind it to make peak my interest. Yeah, yeah. That's the truest statement. That's, that's why. It's unfortunate. Know? I mean, I mean, but, yeah, but, but it, it all but has it, to start somewhere because there was several but, products. But exactly. thing, though, yeah. if, you, if you get exactly. a guy who's like, well, listen, my profit margins aren't as much as they are when I'm doing basketball or baseball or football. Like that, I say that's a lie. 
I said 100% lie. And my it's point probably is, probably more. I think I think they're about. I think they're very comparable because if you do the actual math and the return on your investments on certain things, if a, a dollar card in wrestling could turn around and, and I could probably flip it for five, ten dollars, whereas a dollar card, you know, that's it, going to be equivalent to maybe a ten dollar card that goes for like thirty, forty dollars in baseball. You know, it, the, the margins are still the same. It just doesn't have enough zeros behind it to make it pique their interest. I want thousands. That, I don't that's want exactly hundreds. Right. Yeah. And it's, I've been saying it for damn near 30 years, all cards, all cards across the board, especially in sports, because you have stats, like you were saying earlier, because stats affect your, your, your value. So it's 100% a stock market. It's all it really is. When to buy, when to sell, checking the, uh, the stats and, and sports. We don't have that uh, to worry about that too much when it comes to wrestling. Just bad storyline. Eh, I'll write them something yeah. better later. I still like that. Guy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Shit. On the <laughs> on the flip on the flip side of that, you have a lot less to lose too, and it's a lot more fun. Like, um, I have fun with any kind of wrestling cards that I'm into, and it's just not the same thing as a lot of modern sports. Which I like to talk about this a lot. How much? Ma- how many times do you guys go back and watch Name a WrestleMania? Uh, you know, two weeks ago, maybe you want to go back and check out that RAW because maybe you missed it. Like, I don't do that with sports. I don't talk to too many people that do that with sports, but yet wrestling. Can, you can go back a hundred years and watch stuff if you can find it uh, right in the middle, go back to modern. You can bounce kind of all over the place and your cards, whether it's like Tony said, a bad storyline, or maybe they don't even, maybe they're out of the business. I still know people who player collect people who aren't even wrestling anymore because it's nostalgia. It's the attachment. And that's what wrestling's got going for it. That sports cards and everything else doesn't tell me if they had one, I would buy all over it. I was right when I was younger. I loved iron Mike Sharp. I'd be all over yeah. collecting him. <laughs> there you go. But they have no cards for that guy. <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, it's true. It, you don't see that in, in the sports world, especially now with the sports hobby, because everything is, you know, I feel this way. Unfortunately, it's gone very stock investment centric. And that's something that on quote looking, the baseball show Danny and I were doing, we'd argue about that all the time because he'd be like, oh, buy this guy, buy this guy, buy. I'm like, I'm not buying that guy because I don't like that guy. Right. You know, I'm, I'm collecting what I like and I could never get behind like the, the quote unquote investment, you know, value. I'm like, well, the guys that I like, I hope they turn into, you know, good investments, but if they don't, they don't. And, you know, I still take that, you know, feeling today. Like I collect a lot of Bret Hart cards because I just love Bret Hart, loved growing up. And I know the modern stuff. Couldn't tell. (laughs) Yeah. The what? (laughs) Oh God. You know, hey, the, hey, the hey, modern... buddy. hey, he helped make you, so knock it off. That's oh, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, hell yeah, <laughs> it is true. Um, but you know, I know, like, I'm going back to the 2021 Tops Chrome set that just came out. There's a, a Red Heart insert, the five timers club. Oh, that yeah. card, you know, maybe it's two, three bucks, it's probably not going to be more than that, you know, going forward, but. I love Bret Hart, so I got it. It's in my PC because that's just, you know, I don't really care. Right. And I think that's something that doesn't translate in 2021 as much in some of those other sports. You know, people are trying to figure out who the next Zion Williamson is going to be or the next LeBron or whoever. That's who they're putting, you know, their money into. And that's I, one I thing that's crazy, to too, because the, the money they put into that is crazy mad money. Like I, I made mm-hmm. this joke many times before, but at Luca from Dallas Mavericks, I mean, what, $4.2 million, one of his cards sold for Yeah, that dude is 22, 23 years old. He's an Achilles injury away from being a $40 card. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. And we've seen me. it time and time again yeah. in the past. Like it's funny. Oh, the, ju- yeah. the, the junk wax wrestling is now outperforming 
the stuff that was supposed to put your kids through college in the early 90s. <laughs> it, it's reversed. Yeah. It, yeah. it has. So that's a good point. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tony, you got anything else for these guys before we let them out of here? No, I was just kind of going through the questions that people kind of had in here. It's like that. People were actually talking about asking what they thought about the WCW autographs because those are continuing to keep rising. In oh, value. man. Th- those are so cool. Just uh, that's why you know when the major fig guys put those out, I had to order some. It's not my part of my PC. I gotta be very careful how I spend my money these days now because I'm just Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, and then Kurt Angle. That's it. So it just I said I have to have them though. I have to have them because they remind me of those 98, 99 superstars. I mean the cards. I love them. So of course, of all the people in the world to get doubles in this pack, it had to be me. Oh, really? <laughs> I got I got two wow. bucks. I got I got two Sterlings in the, in the same pack. Oh, yeah, talk. Yeah, I did. No, no, they, like, no, they took really good care of me. Uh, whoever was right. actually handling the shipping on that, he sent me a, a replacement and said, "Oh, just just keep that one oh, too. Cool. Use it for trade." So that was really nice of him to do that. So, and I traded up. I traded one of you guys. I supposed to trade to Danny. Uh, I think Danny. I traded him a Sterling's like that for a, a Maven. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Danny. Yep. 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 <laughs> he was and the no, first one. Yeah. And we we love stuff like that just because it again. You know whether it's in our collecting wheelhouse or not, it's bringing attention to wrestling cards, right? To an audience that may or may not have gotten into it, you know, without that, you know. Oh. So like there were a ton of those sets that were made. I think Papa Bear, I forget how many sets was it four, three hundred, four hundred, four seventy five. I think it was that were that were sold. Who knows how many collectors that's this is their first set, right? You know, and now they have this, you know, Brian Myers autograph card, or Mark Sterling card. They may go now. They may turn around and say, you know what? This was a lot of fun. I'm going to go buy a hobby box of Chrome now, or yep. I'm going to pre-order an AEW set. And to me, I, that's why I said I was in full support of it because the more eyes that can get onto the hobby, the more fun it's going to be for everybody. 450 yep. total sets put out. Yeah. So you guys know. Which is I, I, still a, super low print. It is. And there's a cool website. I went and checked that out at, by the way, just so you know. So I went and checked it out. It's called WrestleMania.com. <laughs> <laughs> <About it. laughs> Definitely check nice. out that kind of site. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Um, Tony, uh, has anybody else got a question? No, but, you know, Matt said I need to do some cowbell, so I got some cowbells for you, so. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, yeah, where was that? I just got this. I just got, you know, uh, Husker has, if you guys, you know, collect singles like that, Husker has been a staple in the business for wrestling cards for damn near over 20 years, almost as long as I've had the website. And uh, he says, hey, uh, send send me your address. I got something special for you. You're going to like it. And I go, all right. But he wouldn't tell me what it was. And I get this box. It's in this flat rate, small flat rate box. It's all bulging out and uh, torn apart. And I'm like, what the hell's inside there? It's like, I go, dude, I think whatever you said, it's broke. PSA return. It's broke, dude. Yeah. And I open it up with some stupid cowbell thing, all because we talked about a cowbell one night or something like that. It's it's the official show gimmick now. Now it's going to be the gimmick. Yeah, it was, it was oh, a hit yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did use it tonight. So I don't made make the sure. show. I will take yeah, this definitely and pass someone in the head with it. <laughs> Well, before we too. sign off, we want to just thank you guys for, you know, doing what you guys do and, you know, can do, even doing something like this tonight. Like we've been talking about this all week, how. Yes. Thank you. There's never been anything like this, you know, that we've been a part of. And this is what I think is going to drive the wrestling card hobby even further. Meetups like this, you know, bringing people on and just talking about your collections. I loved seeing what everybody had all night. You know, it was kind of like a virtual flea market. And even if no yeah. one sells or buys anything. It's just, you know, people talking about what they collect and what they love. And at the end of the day, that's, you know, what we're trying to do every week. So um, I was hoping someone could come on and tell me what this was about. I posted that, man. 
because I found it my storage unit because the back is a 1990 classic, but the back it signed Macho King Randy Savage. Whoa, oh, that's awesome. I no clue. No, wow. clue. awesome. I want someone to like, yeah, that looks legit. Like I'm looking online. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't tell you that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I want uh, someone else to say. The best part about this is uh, Danny Tolt was on the podcast telling us about this. And I I was listening. I go, man, that'd be great. I would love to be on something like that. Like, why aren't they asking us to be on that? That'd be, I would love to talk about that. He goes, <laughs> he goes I have to edit this all. I go, I have to edit this all out now because we are going to be on as surprise guests. <laughs> everything you just said out. I go, oh, perfect. Even better. <laughs> so we had to edit all that out. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on and thanks for doing the podcast. It's just it's Johnny, it's just what you said. Like, and I would encourage more people if you're watching this or listening to this or you're in the chat right now, if you want to start creating content for wrestling cards, do it. There's different avenues for, you know, like I said earlier, it I don't necessarily think this, but a lot of people think you guys do too much modern. Well, who cares? Do the modern. There's plenty of people doing vintage, there's plenty of people doing stuff, you know, in odd years. There's people out there. I think stuff. more people Just do it great sets. because because yeah. I think that's what's happening is that our small group of people now who are doing these little podcasts and things like that are kind of inspiring other people to get out there and talk about what they have, whether yes. it's whether they still collect or not. This is why, you know, rest his soul, you know, Chef Carl, who recently just passed away, uh, you know, he was looking to do a podcast and start doing one talking about the stories behind these kinds of cards you know talk about that era of wrestling and you know why these cards are so special it was all gonna be card related and story related with you know the history of wrestling like with events yeah. and pictures yep. and stuff like that oh, so, wow that's yeah, a great yeah cool. that's a really great idea and he was perfect for that because his you know the 88 wonder rama is like right up his wheelhouse like his one of his favorite sets ever and and then of course he just you know, recently passed like that and uh it um it's just uh I, I love to see more people like that who are passionate about even certain eras like hey i'm a big fan of the 1990 classic series man let's talk about that for every week you know, like for, going for super deep dives yeah yeah and talk <laughs> about it all i mean i, I didn't yeah, matter pick a set and talk about it Absolutely. There's so much room in this hobby for, you know, all of us to kind of do what we love and talk about what we love and, you know, produce what you want. I mean, that's how we were inspired to start our show was listening to, you know, uh, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona talk yeah. about figures every week. Yeah. So, you know, the three of us were, you know, fans of that show. We're like, wow, like, we love how passionate they are about figures. Well, we talk about cards all day long. Let's just record it. You know, and it'll almost be like a weekly hangout. You know, that's kind of what we we're right. going for. And now it's spiraled, spiraled into this. And there's so much room to, you know, for everybody to put more stuff out. And that's how it's going to grow. I think it's just yep. the beginning. It's just the beginning. It really is. No, it's well, exciting. It really is. Let's end on that, guys. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Come on. Who Wanna doesn't do know? There? Who doesn't hey, know? Uh, Johnny, go ahead. We still, got, <laughs> we still got some jabronis in here, I'm sure. So we are on Instagram at Card Foundation Pod. We are on Twitter at Card Found Pod. Our show, the Card Foundation Podcast, comes out every Thursday on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, pretty much wherever you could find podcasts these days. Uh, being part of the major pod network, we're you know lucky to have them you know put us out on all their you know platforms and everything um we're on social media all day every day if you have questions dm us we're happy to you know help as best we can we're doing razes and box breaks and you know all that kind of stuff we just launched our youtube page which i think we actually just hit 100 subs so now nice. we can change our url yeah so i don't know what the url is because it was like you know a million numbers and letters mm -hmm. 
So I think Danny's going to change that. Oh, know, so as soon as we get I that, that. We'll, I didn't we'll ever do that. that. I, do that to mine. I, don't, I still use the same generic piece of shit they gave me to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So we're looking to change that and we'll be posting some videos and stuff. So um, yeah, that's basically everything we have. But well, thanks, guys. Really thanks, appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for coming on. Uh, oh, if you guys thank want you guys. to.